Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And I have an invitation. Check your calendar. What are you doing this September, September 15th through 17th, 2017. Well, I'll be one of 27 or so speakers at the Afterlife Research and Education Symposium. Big conference all about the afterlife. It'll be held in Scottsdale, Arizona at the Embassy Suites. And you can find out more at afterlifestudies.org. And even if you can't attend, I know it's a distance for quite a lot of people, but it's a really great website to go to see the cutting edge information of who's doing what in the world of the afterlife. I mean, it is mind boggling to know what's going on. It's fantastic. Alrighty, on to the show today. Today we have as our guest, Melissa White. Melissa is a psychic medium and intuitive advisor. She has completed extensive mentorship with the famous British psychic medium and teacher, Tony Stockwell, and is also part of Shay Parker's Best American Psychics, which is a select group of double-tested and validated psychics proven to be good and ethical in their work. There is so much more to Melissa for her to share in her own words, but I want to tell you she works with a deep reverence for spirit and aims to inspire others with hope, healing, and love. Her website is melissawhitesacredsoul.com. Melissa White, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Hello, Sandra. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm really grateful. And you just told me before this episode that you've listened to all these shows, all these episodes of We Don't Die. I have. And it's been it's been wonderful. I feel like I know you already just from listening. So it's yeah, it's a real honor to be here. Thank you. I'm so grateful. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And like you had said, too, even though you're a psychic medium, there's so many different aspects of the afterlife and you get to learn some new stuff, too. Oh, completely. I've really enjoyed um, the stuff that you've, uh, the interviews you've had where, you know, there's been stuff about the soul phone and the EVPs and all kinds of different aspects. So it's been, it's definitely been informative. Yeah, I like it too, just because, you know, for me, who was a skeptic, thinking, oh, nobody's got any proof of the afterlife, nobody's got any evidence. It's like, you can't listen to too many of my episodes without going... Hmm. <laughs> Maybe there exactly. is something to this. Well, let's exactly. talk. Let's talk about you. You are coming to us from the West Coast. Where do you live, roughly? Uh, I live in the suburbs of Vancouver, so just about forty-five minutes east of Vancouver in Canada. Very good. I was just in your area not too long ago. I went on an Alaskan cruise with my mom. Oh, beautiful. Uh, Yeah, we stopped in Victoria is where we were. Oh, nice. Yeah. Anyways, how did your journey start in this wonderful world of of mediumship? Is you somebody who's always been interested or just tell us, where did it all begin for you? Well, I would say that it's, it's always been there. It's always, you know, I always felt connected, um, but I didn't always know that this would be my journey. I didn't realize this would be my vocation. This would be what I was doing. Um, I grew up in a household that it wasn't spoken of things about spirits, the afterlife, none of it was was really spoken of. Um, And I grew up uh, in a Catholic family. So you know, it wasn't really uh, accepted. Um, I also had an uncle who's now in the spirit world. But 
when he was here in the physical world. He had the same abilities as I do. He was, you know, he had the clairaudience, the clairvoyance, but he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Uh And so he was institutionalized. So this was in the 60s, right? So it wasn't understood. And I grew up knowing that he had had that experience. And so I always kind of felt like he wasn't actually... Like, I felt like he was misunderstood. So I kept it to myself, the things that I would feel, the things that I would sense, um, until I was older. Because I think that I just really had this this feeling that it wasn't going to be accepted if I if I kind of spoke of it. Right. Um, so with, as a result, I ended up, you know, growing up with quite a bit of anxiety. Uh, I think just because I, was, I wasn't being true to myself. I wasn't letting people know the real me, because there was always something a little bit hidden. So I guess the way that I sort of opened up to it was that um, when I had my son, uh, I was 23, and I ended up uh, about a week after he was born having incredible, like just excruciating pain and abdominal pain. So I kept going to the doctor, ended up in the ER a few times, And basically, they dismissed me. They kind of thought it was because it's something to do with just having given birth or, you know, all kinds of different things. They they misdiagnosed me a few times. And I knew, like, I knew there was something really wrong. I felt it. I felt like I was near death. I felt so ill. And nobody was listening. So it was a hard, I mean, it was a, a very difficult time for me because I felt you know, very vulnerable. I was still healing from, you know, just having given birth sure. and getting used to having, you know, a new ba- a newborn baby. Um, and so, of course, there is, you know, I was emotional and, and everything. But uh, what ended up happening was my mom came to visit um, one afternoon and I always locked the door. I don't know when I'm at home, but I had left the door open. So she was able to just come in and she found me and I was basically just like laying on the couch she said I looked so white, it was it scared her. And my son was in his bassinet sleeping, but she took one look at me and she said, that's it, we're going. So we went to a different hospital, went to the ER. And I don't even know, it's sort of like a blur, but basically I think they did blood work. Um, and then within like five minutes, all of a sudden they were wheeling me up to do exploratory surgery. So they knew something was very wrong but I still didn't know what. So I remember being alone, and I don't even know how I was left alone, but I remember being alone in a hospital bed, knowing that I was getting ready to go into this surgery, which no idea what was wrong or what the result would be. And I really felt like I was near death. Like I I felt it, I knew it. And I remember praying, so I prayed to God. And then as I was laying there, I felt my dad's mom, and my dad's dad, who were both in spirit, come close to me. So it was so like tangible. I could, I could feel them. And basically the message was just have the surgery. You're going to be okay. You're going to get to know your son. And so, you know, with that experience, I just felt, okay, relief. I can do this. Mm -hmm. Um, So I ended up you know, that I had the surgery, not knowing, you know, just just going on that faith of feeling them with me. Um, and when I woke up, 
the surgeon told me, he said, you wouldn't have had 24 more hours because my appendix had ruptured. Wow. And uh, it was so bad, they almost had to take out part of my colon. It was intense. So, you know, I woke up and I almost, my response was almost like I was laughing because I just couldn't believe how crazy it was. It's not something that you ever expect would happen. But not only that, just to be misdiagnosed and, you know, not, I wasn't being heard. And so there was so many lessons from that experience. Um, and really, it, it taught me to trust my intuition because I knew. I knew something was wrong. I knew it. And then yet I wasn't, I, I mean, I guess I followed through because I was going but to the doctor. But you also start to think maybe you're going crazy because doctors, you expect that they, you know, they know what they're doing. And you tell them, you know, your symptoms and you expect that they're going to fix you. That's right. You trust them to do that. Yeah. 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 So it really, it sort of showed me to trust myself, but also, you know, that experience of having my grandparents there, I wouldn't say that it made me feel like, okay, now I'm a medium. It just, it kind of proved to me that yes, they are there. You know, as much as I knew it was like a, it was such a comfort. Right. And I think it changed the way that I saw things afterwards. So I came out of that experience and basically I started to see the world in a different light. And I started to feel like, okay, I'm here. What's my purpose? So it definitely, that, that sort of changed things. Mm-hmm. Um, then a couple of years later, um, I had my daughter and at the time it was, um, it was intense. I had, she was six weeks old and my husband uh, had a um, really uh, serious car accident and basically was disabled from it. So we went from having him, you know, working and being the provider and everything like that to him not working and me being at home with my newborn baby plus my son uh, and really struggling to find a way, you know, to have hope because everything changed very quickly, very rapidly for us. And this is kind of what opened me up is actually through the stress of that time and that accident, we had a flood in our house. Like there was just so many things at the time that were just really challenging. Um, I, I decided I wanted to learn to meditate because I really knew my anxiety was out of control and I needed to find some peace. I needed to find something. So uh, I, I saw an advertisement for a meditation class and I, I showed up, it was drop in and I didn't realize it was a psychic development circle. <laughs> so okay. I, I just thought I was going to learn to meditate and, you know, have some peace and I show up and the lady that was running it is a medium and did the meditation and I'd never meditated. So not like that anyway. So I started to see things, feel things, hear things, had a very emotional experience. It was beautiful. And at the end, she just said to me, do you not know that you're a medium? And I said, no, like, not really. Like, I, I've known, you know, I've known things my whole life. I've had experiences, but I didn't, I didn't really ever call myself that. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, you are. And she just said, keep coming, you know, keep coming back. And I said, okay. So basically that's where it started. I just, I started going every week and sitting in circle. And every week I would just feel such amazing connection to the spirit world. And I felt so healed. 
So it was sort of like that opened me up to the possibility that, yes, like this connection that I've always felt is real and it's valid. Um, and it, it sort of became like my weekly ritual where I would go and it was like my saving grace. It, it got me through oh, that yeah. time in my life. Definitely. It, it, yeah, it was amazing. So that's kind of how it that's kind of how it it happened. When you were there in the not just meditation circle, <laughs> uh, did you actually start doing medium um, experiments like seeing yeah. if you could tap into? Do you have a story there that you you actually brought through somebody? I mean, cuz to me, I know for me it was like, "What? Are you kidding me? I really saw this in my mind and you're telling me that that person actually <laughs> existed?" You know, did you have one of those kind of experiences? Well, yeah, let me think. I mean, I know for the first experience that was really really sort of like unbelievable was with psychometry. So, we What's were working that? So reading the energy of objects. Okay. So it was a ring of one of the um, the lady that was running it. It was her, I think it was her grandmother or her mom. I can't remember, but it was um, a, her ring. So she had us all hold different objects of someone, you know, it belonged to somebody that's now in spirit. And basically, I just closed my eyes and I started seeing all kinds of things in my mind's eye, all kinds of symbols and all kinds of, uh, you know, and then feeling like all of a sudden my heart was feeling, you know, beating fast. And of course, she passed from, you know, a heart attack. And I was seeing like a beautiful oil painting in my mind's eye. And she, you know, told me afterwards, yes, she was an artist, you know, things like that. And to me, it just opened my eyes and I was like, Oh, like it made perfect sense, but I, I needed that validation or that proof for myself. So it took, I mean, I would say I, w I went for eight to 10 months, probably about 10 months religiously every week before I started to feel um, that I'd proven it to myself mm -hmm. enough. What kind that of place I, was this held at? Was it a church? Was it somewhere No, else? it's just a little a little um center. So it was a, a local a local um medium in my area um who was uh yeah, just hosting like weekly you know, drop in meditation. I can't help but think that all throughout the world there are people that have these things going on. I'm not exactly sure how we look for them. Yeah. But well, it just seems to be that the right people are attracted to the right places mm -hmm. at the right time. And I think that spirit really directs us there and guides us to where we need to be. Because, you know, I don't I don't find it to be a coincidence that I happen to be, you know, walking by and, and just happen to see the sign that said, you know, weekly meditation and that I felt brave enough to go. You know, like I, I it's, it's sort of, it makes me feel like I kind of chuckle and I feel like, of course, they, you know, they would put that in front of me, uh, knowing that it was, you know, it was time. Yeah. I, sometimes I'm sitting in front of the computer and whether it's Google or one of the other searches, I just type, okay. You know, like for instance, I could be maybe mediumship circle Boston yeah. <laughs> or wherever. And, and just to see what comes up. And it's interesting because it, I do know, you know, we, I, I do believe we got a spirit team working with us. And when we're ready, maybe we'll just think thoughts of what to type in, you know, to the search. You know, those oh, kind totally. of things. Totally. Yeah. So then what happened with your journey after the time sitting? Well, it kind of just evolved. I mean, I look back and I think I, I, w I went, I went religiously to the, to that class. And then people just organically just started asking for readings. It was kind of like, 
here and there people I think I my first reading that I did for the public was um my hairdresser's friend and I just happened to be talking to my hairdresser about you know what I was doing and kind of the experiences that I had and uh her her friend was was really interested so she she messaged me asking if she could uh, make an appointment. So I thought, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, it, it was the first person that I didn't really know that I had read. And for me, I found it so much easier because I was reading these people week after week in the development circle, but you start to know things and you start, you start to, you know, start to think, oh, is this my logical mind or is mm-hmm. this really happening? Or did they Whereas, tell me this once before? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You question yourself, right? So with this stranger, it really was it was it was beautiful because I had no I, I had no information prior. Um and the things that were coming through and the people that were coming through, um, you know, obviously were you know, it was touching for her and it was healing and it really proved to me that yeah, like this I could do this. And so it just started from there. She told people and then they told people. And within like, I'd say two months, it was like a full-time, it became my full-time job. Yeah, word of mouth travels fast, especially when you're good. And you're, I mean, because you make, it makes such a difference. There's nothing like getting some validation that your loved one is still around. And yeah, I know a lot of people say, oh, mediums can be general and these cold readings and stuff and I, I get that and there certainly are a lot of frauds out there but I know the people I talk to are come highly recommended and have integrity and to give some specifics that there's no way anybody could make up you know and and that's what it is and I I actually think that um, word of mouth in this industry you know in mediumship is actually the best because it doesn't matter. You could advertise, you could do all kinds of things, but somebody has to sort of hear the experience from someone that they trust and someone that they know. And once they, once they hear that, then I feel like they'll feel comfortable or they can trust. But I I think that the word of mouth, yeah, that's basically what, what is spread the word. Um, And so, yeah, it's just, it's kind of like um, it's evolved and, I laugh because when I was a kid, I wanted to be um, a teacher or a therapist or an interpreter, a language interpreter. Oh, you're all of the above now. <laughs> yeah. And so I think it's so funny. It's it's so cool that it turned out this way, but I never, even though I'm psychic, obviously, uh, I never expected it or I, I could have never predicted that for myself. Mm. So it's very cool. Melissa, um, are there ever... You know, I I always have this vision that when people go to a medium, there's a lot of grief and heaviness. And have you ever had an experience where funny or fun things come from um, those in the other world? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I honestly feel like the spirit world wants us to laugh. They want us to enjoy our reading, even though we're bringing grief up to the surface. And it is very... um, it is a very tender, you know, experience and it is very healing. But some of the best senses of humor that I've experienced have been in spirit. Um, I've had I had once in a, a group reading where it was mostly, I think they were all family, maybe like eight to ten people mm-hmm. and a few friends. And um, 
it was at this lady's house and she's you know like a, a elderly lady and um i went over i sat down and i just felt her husband so strong and so it's her husband and obviously the, the father to her kids that were there and everything and uh even some of his grandkids were there and so i'm bringing through you know bringing him through giving information uh about you know about him and uh, sh the lady said to me, well, the only thing I'm worried about is how am I going to recognize him? How am I going to know him when I go to spirit? And he showed me in my mind's eye him in cowboy boots, but basically like nothing else. Like he was just wearing his, <laughs> his underwear, like his boxers. Yeah. And he's this like stocky, like, you know, 75 year old man kind of. And I. I just started laughing and I'm like, I don't know if I can say this. And she's looking at me and she says, what? What is he saying? And I said, oh, he's not saying it. He's showing me. And he's strutting around in nothing else but his cowboy boots. And she started just laughing. The whole family started laughing. And it was so him. Like, that's his personality. And apparently he did have cowboy boots that he liked to wear. And he was very flirty with her in, in the physical world. So it was it was a great moment. And it just, it, you know, there was no doubt in their mind that he that was him. Because that's exactly what he would say. Uh, I saw a medium do a platform reading in front of a big group. And, you know, everybody was kind of somber and hoping their loved one yeah. would come through and so sure enough this man comes through and then the medium starts laughing she's uh, yeah. i don't know if i could say this she <laughs> says he's showing himself in a speedo you know and sure enough i mean that was a special joke between him and his uh, you know girlfriend who was in the audience and uh you know with him prancing around in the speedo right so yeah. it just lightened the mood and it was just so great yeah, it's it can be I mean, it can be hilarious some of the things that they'll have us see or know or feel. And I think some of those moments are the best ones because you that laughter, you know, that energy of joy is such a high vibration. It lifts everybody up. Then it's almost like everything is open and you can get all those really detailed names and, you know, whatever, street names and information that you really want because all of a sudden everybody's relaxed, everybody's in a higher vibration, and all of a sudden it can flow. So I think the spirit world knows what they're doing. Mm, um, interesting they know about yeah, laughter. They know I've heard yeah. people say that laughter does bring the highest vibration. So, you know, there's, I know I've, there's been many people have written to me that, you know, that they have not received a sign from their loved one. And can I believe they're there? And it, it, for signs to take place, I do believe our energy has to be good. And, you know, as a little diagnosis and a little prescription I'm giving you now, add more laughter to your life and, and see what happens. You know, how's that for homework? <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I agree. And that the joy, the joyfulness is what opens us up and it kind of enables that communication mm -hmm. to uh, flow. And, you know, that's also why sometimes if people are in really, really heavy, you know, in the throes of grief, it's not easy sometimes for mediums to connect with their loved ones in spirit because that grief is so thick. It's so heavy that sometimes it's, you know, it's it, it makes it more difficult. It's not that it's not possible, but it makes it more difficult. Yeah, I see. Yeah, because that happens. I know that happens. Yeah. Let's talk about you honing your skills. You have studied extensively with one of my favorite people on planet Earth, Tony Stockwell. 
Um, yeah. What was that? I mean, I don't know how many times you've studied with him, but to me, uh, I I have watched every single one of his episodes on YouTube, uh, doing medium readings, and I I love the man. And when I met him for the first time, I said, Tony, you don't know me. And I'm not a stalker, but I said, I've got to tell you, I love you. He's, he's, so, he's so pure of heart and he wants to give and he's funny and he's handsome, you know, all good Amazing. combination. Yeah. yeah. He, he's absolutely, I, I feel like such a sincere, genuine, wonderful uh, person and teacher. And uh, it's funny. I, I found him actually when you were talking about Googling. Um, it was, it was a random day. Don't know why I was Googling, but I, well, I do now, but I was Googling and um, I came across, I don't know if it was an advertisement for him because he was coming to Vancouver or it's kind of like, oh yeah, it was for um, a retreat. He was, happened to be coming to my neck of the woods and I just looked at the, the advertisement. I'm like, I need to be there. I need to go. And so I had only been working, I'd say, for about a year at that point. Um, so this was a few years ago. But I knew I needed to go. So I signed up. And uh, I went not knowing what to expect, not knowing what would unfold. And it was probably the most, if yeah, the most life-changing experience I've had uh, within my, my spiritual development. It was, it was hard work but it was incredible to hear of his experiences and his life doing this work and and you know his honesty um about things and just his perspective on things it was it was incredible he did um a demonstration of uh overshadowing which you know uh, it changed my life you might, like you might have to describe what that is <laughs> so <laughs> basically he he sat um in sort of like the trance state and um in a you know fairly darkened room but he was able to allow uh spirit people to um how do i explain it it's like his face is there but yet the faces of the spirit people who are gathering are kind of overshadowing his actual face so you're looking at him but then you're also seeing faces change on his face and it was like, you know, probably I'd say about 25, maybe 30 different spirits that we all saw the same thing. We were encouraged to talk about what we were seeing um, so that we could compare and be like, you know, do you see that? Do you see that? And everybody saw the same thing, the same spirits. It's mind blowing. I, when I saw Tony Stockwell, I, same thing. But I didn't know that that was going to happen. So yeah. there was there was light. There was some natural light yeah. coming in. Yeah. Um, so we could still see, but it was darkened for sure. Yeah. But I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, you know, if I didn't know any better, I would say his face is changing, right? And they yeah. did encourage us to talk to keep the energy yeah. up. And I'm thinking, I see a guy with glasses. I see a man yeah. with a mustache. I see a woman with long hair, right? Like happening in split seconds. And somebody yeah. says, well, you're supposed to see that because that's what he's doing. Yeah. It's, over, you know, overshadowing or whatever. Yeah. whatever. And I thought, oh, <laughs> who knew? <Yeah. laughs> but to witness well, that. And and there are people, you know, people were like, I recognize my dad in that. I recognize yeah. my sister in I that. Saw my uncle's face, and oh, I it actually took my breath away. Sure. And I I didn't know it was possible, you know. So it completely it was the closest to God, and I'm not saying him, but just the experience, like of feeling God in the room. Uh, I, it just changed me so. 
when I found out that there was a mentorship program available, I think, I don't know, six months later or a year later, I, I signed up. I was like, I need to, I need to experience more of this teaching. And I really believe in lifelong learning, you know, to Mm -hmm. continue. Absolutely. So, yeah, so it's been, I did a a one year program with him where it was all mediums from Australia and me. So I was the only Canadian in that group. Uh, And it was incredible. I mean, the people that I met, the experiences, we did a lot of um, readings for each other. And then basically, you come back and you um, have, you know, one on one uh, Skype sessions with Tony, so you can discuss what worked, what didn't. And he's, you know, so encouraging, so inspiring. Um, And then I did, I'm also just uh, finishing up a two-year program with um, some mediums from the U.S. So, and then I'm also taking a teaching uh, mentorship with him right now as well. So he's he's been a huge, huge part of my growth and my development and helping me um, really with, you know, feeling confident and, and being brave in my mediumship. Was it one of these events where you met my friend Darla? Yes. Okay. Where did I meet Darla? From? Hi, Darla. Darla listens to my shows. Darla oh. is my biggest uh, fan and champion, and and she's been with me. Or we've gone together to the Arthur Finley College twice, yes. and we have a long distance friendship. But we talk every oh. month, and I love you, Darla. She's a great friend. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I met Darla actually. Yeah, this more recently um, when Tony came back. So just last September uh, to this to my area. And Darla was there. So we, we met at that event. And then again, more recently, uh, in April at uh, Andy Bing uh, workshop in Seattle. Yeah, that's right. And it's so great for people to go to these workshops because there are beginners workshops. And what we do, you learn and then you get to practice on people. You know, and I mean, Darla had, oh, I met this great girl, Melissa, da, 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 da you know, and uh, <laughs> hey, one thing leads to another, and here we are today. Um, I, can, uh, Melissa, can you tell us about this Shea Parker's Best American Psychics, what that is? is that, that sounds yeah. like you, you were, you've been validated of someone who's got integrity in. Yes, well, this. I mean, I, I really feel strongly about it because, um, you know, for people who are grieving, and they are looking for, they need someone reputable. They need someone who is going to be ethical. And I think that what Shay Parker's done is she's assembled a group of people that have been tested. So it's not, it's a rigorous process. You do have to sort of do, um, readings for people over the phone. Um, and basically then they look into all of your, you know, they look into you, they research your references, they look at, you know, your stuff online, they look at all aspects to make sure that you're someone who's working with integrity. Um, and basically, it's a it's a directory of all these people um, who have passed the, you know, passed the um, test, basically, and uh, have, you know, proven to have the abilities that they claim to have, um, and that who are also working with integrity. Yeah. Integrity is so important, really is. I mean, it really is. And I, I think that you could have all of the ability in the world. But if you're if you're not working, you know, ethically, and if you're not working from a place of love and sincerity, then, um, you know, your ability to help people is, is not is not really um, going to be as great as you know, you need to have that um, 
I think you need to have the, your philosophy, you know, and you need to stand by it, what you stand for and how you want to approach this work, because it is a huge responsibility um, to be to be working with people at their most vulnerable. Yes. Yeah. And a little uh, commercial for integrity. You know, it took me a long time to really get it that when you are your word and you're honest and, you know, we're human and things happen. So yeah. if something happens, you just people say clean it clean it up you know just go back and say oh you know I said this but I meant this or you know if you're running late for an event or be at somebody's house you call them you just have the you know you're just honest really you know because we can't be perfect all of the time but I tell you integrity brings you power integrity brings you friends integrity brings you trust uh and you know, when you think of people in history that people really looked up to, they had this integrity. So, um, yeah, we're human, can't always be perfect, but um, we do the best we can and we're in communication when, when we can't, you know. So yeah. it's as simple as that, but uh, a little food for thought. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now you're rated as one of the best American psychics, which is awesome. And, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then... Um, I know about Doreen Virtue. I studied with her years and years ago. So you do oh, cool. angel yeah. card readings. That's part of your toolbox. Yeah, it was something that just, that's how I kind of started um, when I started with going to the the development circle. I started being kind of called to, to look at the angel cards and work with them. And I found that it was sort of the thing that really helped me in my personal life. Like I would work with the angel cards and I really felt it opened up that connection with the angelic realm. Um, so that was sort of like the psychic aspect of it. I feel like that's how I, I really um, developed the psychic aspect was working with the cards. Um, I don't use them as much anymore in readings unless I feel um someone is you know it's really gonna it's it's gonna be helpful to them um I find that it just depends you know but in the beginning I definitely used them quite often I think it was a, also a bit of a buffer it gave me something to focus on instead of having someone staring at me expectantly you know waiting for me to say something really profound um and now I guess because I, ha I have the confidence now so um but I do I still use them I love I love cards of all kinds oracle tarot um angel cards yeah, if anybody's interested if you just even go to amazon and type in angel cards you know we're talking about doreen virtues angel cards she's known as the angel lady um yeah any but any one of those kind of decks what i find happens is you know i can be in a bad mood or stressed out about something and you shuffle the deck and with the intention what do i need to hear and sometimes you pull out the card that is in each card, each um, deck comes with a booklet of what the cards mean. But yeah. boy, it can really take me and put me like on a good path and with a good thoughts in my head. And, and you know, not all of us right off the bat can hear messages coming through our spirit yeah. guides or our loved ones. But, you know, I don't doubt that they, there's a little <laughs> vibration manipulation. Like, let's let her pull this card out. You know, this is yeah. what she needs to hear. Oh, so I recommend those. Oh, yeah. And I mean, the thing is, I used to just pull one in the morning and just ask my angels, what do I need to know today, you know, and go about my day. And sometimes I would I would read the card and be like, OK, I'm not sure what this means, but OK, go about my day. And sure enough, come back to it at the end of the day. And it was exactly like it, it was a perfect fit for 
you know, looking back on my day, I'm like, yep, I get why I got that card. I understand why, you know, my angels wanted me to see that. Um, and so now sometimes what I do is I'll just ask my guides or my angels in the morning to give me a word, like a word of inspiration or a theme, you know, for my day. Right. And uh, I generally, you know, sometimes it's random, it's seemingly random. Like, um, you know, who knows? They sometimes give me grace. They sometimes give me joy, laughter or whatever it might be. Um, but I go back to it at the end of the day and I'm like, it's always a perfect fit. I always can figure out why, you know, and it's, I think just their way of giving us a little bit of a extra boost, a little bit of inspiration for the day. Mm, that's really nice. That's really nice. If we don't mind, I'd like to move on to you now. I mean, it's, it uh, sure sounds like you give medium readings based on everything we've talked yeah. about. Um, but you're more than that. Uh, but do you, you do readings on the phone? And Skype mm-hmm. and things like that. If somebody can't yeah, get I've to done, you, okay. Yeah, I've done lots of readings um, over Skype and over the phone. Some clients in uh, all over the place in the states in the UK. Um, but uh, yeah, I do. I do the mediumship, and I find that people do tend to find me or seek me out for the spirit connection. Okay. However, I really feel strongly in. Um, providing people with empowerment for their life because I mean 99% of the people who come to me yes they they may have a need to connect with spirit and of course we, we could do that but there's also people who come and really they're at a crossroads they're at a place where they're feeling stuck or they're at a place where they're feeling they're lacking something and what I love to do I kind of I just named it soul coaching because I feel that I can use my my connection with the spirit world, but also the angels, spirit guides, ascended masters, um, to bring information that's going to be helpful. And I feel strongly about not giving people like not fortune telling, not this, not about predicting or anything like that, but really, you know, how I can help them, how I can help them to be empowered so they can make their own choices from a place of feeling strong and feeling grounded and, and knowing themselves and knowing their soul. So within that, you know, there's, there's, you know, I teach a bit about, uh, meditation and um, also about different tools that they can use sort of like um, teach them how to read their own cards teach them how to uh, build and foster a relationship with their guides that kind of thing is so your soul I, I, coaching one-on-one or is it like a group thing uh, soul coaching I do one-on-one um, but I also have um, uh, a few circles that I, I run I facilitate and um, one of them is pretty much, it's almost like the same kind of idea, although we do sort of, you know, endeavor to go into um, connecting with spirit as well and other things. But yeah, it, it's sort of like the ability to kind of tune in and give them, it's really soul to soul communication. Hmm. This is something you have to be physically with you to do? Or are you doing something, you know? No, no. Yes, lots of people find um, just for convenience sake, um, doing long distance uh, works for their schedule. And it actually, it's it works exactly the same uh, as in an in-person, you know, session. So it's something that, um, yeah, people people will do long distance for sure. So are you on the phone, say, or is it through Skype? I'm just trying to picture what it is because um, it's it sounds really interesting. You know, everybody's looking for growth for their soul. But would it be yeah. over, say, four weeks that we all dial in the same number at 7 p.m. on Tuesdays, that kind of thing? 
Uh, usually for, say, uh, a long-distance soul coaching session. It's usually for four sessions okay. um, that people just book as they need, you know, so they could, they could book once a week if they want, or they could do, you know, more time in between, depending on, it's really tailored to each person, you know, specifically what they need. Okay. Um, but if it's long distance, yeah, we'll meet on Skype or, or by the phone. It doesn't really matter. Um, and basically they usually come with questions, you know, they have questions about, their life path or career or relationship relationship is huge i feel like i i am really really um i kind of specialize in relationship stuff um but then i also you know before the session sit with spirit and sit with my guides and their guides and i i have also an agenda of what i feel you know we we can cover what we need to look at and so aspects of it are a bit of a reading, you know, I'll give them some information that it's coming up. Um, but then I may take them through uh, a guided visualization, you know, so I might have them close their eyes and, and go through a visualization. The whole time I'm, I'm guiding them through a meditation, I'm also sending them healing because I also am a spiritual healer. So I'll send, I'll send the energy to them as I'm guiding them through the meditation. So they get a bit of that energy, energetic boost as well. Um, and then, uh, and then we'll look at sort of different aspects of manifesting sometimes, you know, what they, what they really wish to manifest in their life, um, an inspiration, you know, so it's, it's kind of like a very creative, it's, it's very freeing for me because I just open myself up and allow spirit to guide us. Mm. Yeah. I, I was asking that cause I was kind of picturing that you'd would work with a group of people, you know, as opposed to if it's, I didn't know if that's available or if it's only one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. And so in a, in a group, um, I haven't done, I haven't done long distance group work yet. before, yet. but I feel like, yeah, it could, could, it, be, it could be something that, uh, would be interesting. Cause I know there's some good platforms now that you can, uh, you can use so that you have interaction with people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that may be something to look at in the future. That'd be cool. And for sure. on your website, I saw you have a meditation CD and I clicked on the link and I started <laughs> just listening to little snippets of it. it sounds really good oh thank you so much yeah i mean the meditation cd came about because i really love to offer guided visualizations and meditations to people i feel that it's such a beautiful way for it's you know, basically channeling the words of, of spirit um and you know, it can be really powerful. And I wanted to have something that I could offer clients because I'm always saying, you know, okay, well, I think meditation will help you. Relaxation and um, visualization. I always was suggesting these things and they would say, well, what do you recommend? And of course there's, there's other meditations that I recommend to people for sure. Um, but I just wanted to give something that was my sort of energy and, and what I kind of, mm -hmm. um, stand for. So I, I often will, yeah, we'll use it, um, as something to offer to the clients that I, that I read for. It's great that we are kind of concluding with meditation because that's how you started walking into what you thought was <laughs> meditation. <laughs> uh, our time's going by pretty quick. What haven't I asked you or is there something you want to share that we haven't uh, gotten to? Um, you know, I think that really my message is that you don't have to be a medium to, to connect with the spirit world and that, you know, each person has the ability to feel spirit and, 
you know, the more you can get close to your soul, the more you can develop a relationship with, you know, the other world, I think the more peaceful this life can be. And, you know, even at the times where I feel people are, you know, so alone, they feel so alone. I just, I want them to know that there is, I mean, my belief is in God. It doesn't have to be, you know, some people say the universe or source or some people don't believe in a God and that's okay. But just to know that there is something greater mm-hmm. and, and really that they are loved, you know, regardless of the situation, regardless of, you know, I think the stresses and the pressures that we put on ourselves in the physical world, um, just for them to know that there is, there is love and that they, you know, they are not alone. Oh, that's really beautiful. Really beautiful. Melissa, what's the best way people can find out more about you and get in touch with you? Uh, best way is the website, which I'm just revamping. So it will be, there'll be a new uh, sort of fresher look and um, stuff like that coming in the next couple of weeks. Um, so that's melissawhitesacredsoul.com. And what's cute and, is by the time some people listen to this, it'll already be the new site. So oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, somebody's listening now in 2000. 20 going right looks pretty good to me yeah <laughs> and then um yeah email i find email or even on the facebook page um lots of people find me there and contact me there but that that seems to be the best way and facebook we just type in psychic medium melissa melissa white, white. Yeah, yeah, and that will come up. You got a very easy to spell name, so thank you. Yeah, well, you know that. what's funny is it's my married last name, and um, when uh, even before we were married, I I was kind of using it just because I thought, well, it's going to be white eventually anyway, and uh, it's perfect for for the work that I do, so it's great. Yeah, it is wonderful. Well, Melissa, thank you for being our guest today. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much. It was lovely to chat with you and and to just experience being in your energy. It was lovely. Thank well, you. Thanks. And now you get to listen to your own episode if you listen to all the shows. It's always okay. fun to do. <laughs> do yeah. I sound like that? Is that really me? I know. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to listen to your, yourself, but I'm sure you're you're used to it by now. No, I don't. No? Like, oh, my mother is too, not that she listens, but the one she listened to, she says, you say um too much. I know. It's terrible. Uh, any little buzzer every time that goes off or you know, a little electric shock to curb that habit. But you all know that I come from a, the right place. And for our listener, thank you for spending this time with us. As with every episode, uh, we intend to leave you in a better place than maybe when you tuned in to begin with, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, we all need community. And I just recently started a Facebook group that is just listeners of this show that need or would like to have some new friends, people to talk about these things with, and totally accepted, totally loved, and uh, unlike some people in your life that you might be afraid to share that you are dabbling in the world of the afterlife, this is a great place. So on Facebook, you can just type in We Don't Die Listeners, and you'll be brought to that page. And also, just as a reminder, if you want to go to afterlifestudies.org and check out this big symposium that's happening September 2017, I'd love to meet you in person. I'm hosting kind of a meet and greet at the bar 
bar on the Thursday night, the 14th, um, at the Embassy Suites. They have cocktail hour. So I'll be there wearing my blue shirt, my signature blue shirt, so you know how to find me. So um, lastly, my name is Sandra Champlain. I have been your host on We Don't Die Radio, and I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on Earth is important. And remember what Melissa said, you don't have to be a medium to connect with the spirit world, but it really does take uh, starting with quieting your mind, you know, meditating, getting to that place to allow uh, people to come through. And, you know, like we said earlier, add some laughter to your life and just see uh, how things begin to shift. So I really want to thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Music 